0: Hi, everyone. Jason here. On May the 14th, Stephen and myself will be appearing with the one and only Mark Lewison at the Pavilion Theatre in Dunleary, Dublin. We're going to be celebrating 60 years of a hard day's night, and we would love you to join us. For tickets, go to paviliontheatre.ie or nothingisrealpod.com.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds.
0: At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
1: welcome to everything is real a podcast about yoko ono everybody thinks they know yoko ono but how much do we really know my name is stephen cockcroft my name is jason carty and we are live on a cloud between belfast and Dublin. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about Plastic Ono Band, but this album is Yoko Ono, Plastic Ono Band, unfairly dismissed as the companion piece uh, to John Lennon's album of the same name, but obviously a much superior product. (laughs) I think you'd agree with that?
0: I think it's a great record. And I think uh, I have certainly revised my feelings about Yoko Ono in the last 10 years compared to how I listened to Yoko Ono as a teenager.
1: And I, I like to think I've had some small part no, in, I, in in in, absolutely. in that.
0: You've you've been uh, you've been uh, very very specific about um, you know. Listen to Mind Train. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> one, of the, one of the first starting points. Um, mind
1: Mind Train is better than anything John ever did in his solo career.
0: Mind Train is great, and uh, you know what's interesting about Yoko is you know you kind of grow up with a certain perspective on Yoko, and you know going back to her in my later years <laughs> but you know if if you're a, a chin stroking mojo reader who's got any kind of love for krautrock uh, and that's mm. a that's a phrase i hate uh, krautrock but uh, you know if you like any of that music you know can in particular and some of the other favorites you got to love yoko there's some amazing music there and it does run you know, from the very experimental stuff through the you know Plastic Ono Band stuff into the very melodic stuff in the mid seventies, Yoko's great. There's loads to explore there.
1: She she is, and I mean, I, it, it it is a bit of a sort of hobby horse of mine to put together playlists and, and and try and convince people that you know there's an easy way in through the sort of dance remixes that have been been going on. But the the kind of this is Plastic Ono Band is probably my favourite of her uh solo albums, and I mean, she is. You know, she's a shorthand for the kind of girlfriend that breaks up the band. Mm-hmm. Um, she's forever cast as the, the, the dragon lady, the widow, the keeper of the flame. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's the butt of jokes about her supposed lack of musical ability. And all of those things just get in the way. And, you know, even Paul has laid to rest the, the trope about, oh, Yoko broke up. The Beatles. And, uh, you know, it's it's been very heartening to me in the last kind of 10 years that suddenly she seems to be being accorded the the kind of respect that I think uh, is is due
0: to her. Yeah. When you delve into some of that stuff, there is there is some great stuff there. And, you know, you kind of see now with with distance that she does have her own thing her own style going and you yeah. know there there is a yoko ono style and how many people manage to formulate their own style it's a style that maybe drives some people crazy but if you if you dig it and get into it there's a lot to enjoy there,
1: there is, yes and i mean i i i think the the influence that she's had uh as well is now apparent you know everyone kind of says oh well it's the b-52s and that that you know rock lobster and that's what lennon heard in bermuda in 1980 and that kind of brought him back to the studio but it goes so far beyond that and as you say she was doing things in 1970 on this album that were ahead of can and and that's kind of Kraut rock um uh experience and um you know, one of the things that I think militates against people's appreciation of this album is it is seen as a sort of side project that, you know, John is the main event and this is the supporting act, or this is a, a kind of a, a companion piece. And it, it it bears very little, you know, apart from the cover art, it it has no relationship whatsoever to the music that you hear on John's Plastic Plasticone event.
0: Yes, yes. Um, so how do we get to Yoko doing the Plastic Ono band?
1: Well, I, I thought we might look at, you know, over the course of the next two or three hours Wait, uh, at, at, <laughs> at at the kind of the background, her early life, you know, her, her father, her grandfather, her her siblings, her <laughs> university career, her early artwork, you know, we're not, we're not, or, or the alternative reality in which she actually becomes Mrs. Paul McCartney.
0: Well, that is her first Beatle interaction, is it not? <laughs>
1: It, it is. controversial, um,
0: depending controvert.
1: on who you believe. Yeah, well, Paul, we're going to believe Paul. Of course. Uh, he recounts that Yoko asked him, approached him first and asked him for a manuscript um, of a Beatles song that she wanted to give to John Cage as a birthday present. And in no way wanted to simply put it on eBay if such a thing <laughs> had existed. Um, and interestingly, Paul declines but sends her to John. So there you go. There you go. And that's a thing to uh, conjure with that uh, it was actually Paul. um, And and John actually does give her handwritten lyrics for the word, which she doesn't uh, put on eBay, but does give to John Cage as a lovely birthday present.
0: Now, Paul talks about this on Howard Stern. And doesn't Howard Stern sort of say Paul? Uh, Oh, come on, (laughs) Paul. We know
1: why she was really at your house. He goes for Uh, (laughs) Howard Stern. I don't care for Howard Stern, I have to say, but uh, Paul is, is, uh, you know, quite coy yes. about this, but um, clearly there was no spark and he thought this is the ideal woman for John and sends, <laughs> <coughs> sends her around. So, but how interesting that would have been if she'd ended up in Wings.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Ah. <laughs> is that the end of our Yoko episode? I don't. That's know. the end of our Yoko.
1: Okay, well, move, moving on. So, in addition to all of the things that she does, and people should check out her uh, great Fruit book um, if you want to laugh. The other thing that that uh, people don't appreciate is how funny she is and how much humor I, uh, there there is in her work.
0: I would agree, and I. Um... You know, I think I've said on this podcast before, but I kind of had a realization a few years ago that I like music where I can see the sense of humor, where I can. It's yeah. not like I'm looking for funny music like the Goons, but you know, my 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 boilerplate example is I think Elvis Costello is funny. I think Paul Weller is not funny, and yeah. I, you know, I I I like to see where the joke is. And sometimes I think even if you find Yoko a bit sort of abstract or avant garde or out there, you can enjoy the people being annoyed by it that yes makes me happy
1: <laughs> and 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 for all i mean she does not take herself seriously can i very quickly divert into the simpsons story oh go on so you you, you know the episode of the simpsons the b sharps yes and uh, at one point, you know, Barney, Barney. turns up yeah. with, with his Japanese girlfriend, who is very clearly modeled on Yoko Ono. And they go into Mo's tavern and they order a drink and she says she would like uh, some cocktail uh, with a plum floating in it, served in a man's hat. <laughs> and and Mo, is a- Mo is able to produce this from, from under the bar. So cut to years later and she's curating an art exhibition. Yeah. In Iceland, Iceland, I think, in Reykjavik, and she's uh, soliciting submissions, and someone submits a cocktail <laughs> with a plum in a man's hat, and she selects it and puts it into the art exhibition. You know, she she uh, she has a sense of humor, and she does not take herself uh, too seriously. Yes, that's good. Um, but she, I mean. It, uh, she, she, when she gets together with John, we we gloss very quickly over the Two Virgins album, the Wedding album, Life with the Lions, even Live Piece in Toronto. These are uh, not, I think, uh, sort of albums as such. These are sort of more like diaries of of, of what they're doing and what's happening in their life. So, Plastic the Band is effectively her debut studio album. It's issued on the same day as John's album. It peaks at one hundred and eighty-two. On billboard um but all but one track it is recorded on a single day yeah during during uh john's plastic owner band sessions and we, we we mentioned this is the 10th of october
0: yeah so we said in the other episode the 10th of october which is the post birthday day when they do i found out and a ton of covers they go into the evening time and they get they go into these improvised yoko pieces yeah and is that the point or do we know? Like, was there a plan for Yoko to do some stuff anyway? Or does it literally the decision for her to make an album happens on the 10th of October?
1: Uh, you, you get the sense that this was a very spontaneous mm. uh, uh, sort of happening. Yeah. You know, Now, ov- obviously she has, uh, up to this point, she has recorded the B-side for Cold Turkey, the yeah. B-side yeah. for um, in Karma, Give Peace a Chance. So she is recording songs she is recording uh music but there may have been a plan to that that she would record something or record an album but but this seems to have been a completely spontaneous session that they're on on the the studio floor they're jamming you've got klaus you've got ringo you've got john and you can hear the first track is um why Mm. the second the second track is why not um and at, at at you gonna hear Lennon saying at the end of why were you getting that you yes. know because this is a spontaneous thing that's happening, and Yoko would sort of makes the point that you know the engineers usually turn the tape off when she gets um, going yeah whenever she gets going whenever she starts uh, uh vocalizing and th- these are these are improvisations um
0: yeah and and, and you you listen to those tracks and what's first of all there is form because if we rewind all the way back to January 69 George walks out of the Beatles John Paul and uh, Ringo are there and Yoko just starts doing a version of this at that time which depending on which side of the fence you're on you're either laughing because it's funny or you're like how dare she do that
1: it's the band the Beatles could have been
0: but that is the brilliant thing about Yoko she doesn't play second fiddle she's like oh okay i'll sing in this band that's something to be really that's quite remarkable uh, That she's not
1: cowed no you can't imagine anyone else maybe donovan but you can't imagine anyone else (laughs) anyone else having the kind of nerve yeah to just say oh it's the beatles yeah i'll get up and give it a go yeah um, you, you know, but she she she's coming from that background where this kind of happening or this kind of improvisation is just
0: par for the course. Yes, and um, and when Yoko's Plastic Ono Band starts, so I said in the in the John Plastic Ono Band episode, I kind of as a teenager came to the album expecting it to be full of primal screaming. I expected it to be angry and agitated, and you put on Yoko Ono Plastic Ono Band, and you're like, oh. This is this is somebody who's been through primal scream and who's still yeah. trying to figure it out. So you're right sonically in some ways they're different but they are both representing the same thing and yoko is literally representing that thing and you listen to why and you think imagine being in the room when that noise is being made like I'm being it's, one of those people.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just Incredible. I mean, it's 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 an incredible sound, and Lennon's guitar playing mm. is 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 incredible. You know, he's he's pulling all sorts of sounds out of his guitar over this kind of syncopated uh, rhythm that uh, that 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 Klaus and Ringo are putting together. I mean, again, you, you know, in the same way that I I, I said I, I really want to hear them doing these oldies. I mean, th- this this is fantastic. This is so not what Ringo Starr is known
0: for. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, I remember listening to, you know, Yoko's Plasticona Band, and you kind of think, you know, when you compare it to Lennon and McCartney, in the John and Yoko relationship, John is Paul, and Yoko is, you know, John, in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah. When you get over to John and Yoko, Yoko is kind of the... Abrasive, slightly on edge one at times, whereas and and John is kind of the safe melodic one.
1: Yeah, I mean Yoko is the one that's pushing the boundary yeah. of what you know anything is possible here. You know, it's 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 uh she she is. I, I mean, I, I you know I am a huge fan of of Yoko's work, and I really do think that John's work becomes much much more interesting when she is inputting, mm. you know, particularly around this time. Yeah. Um, as she goes on through the '70s, she starts writing some more conventional songs. She starts working, and and his influence on her starts to maybe tip the balance. Yeah. Um, and I think her work becomes less interesting. Yeah. Um, still worth exploring, but but less um, interesting. And
0: the other thing I like about you know when you get into why not again it does have this kind of prototype motoric beat happening to it it's kind of static yet it's propulsive at the same time and yes. it reminds me of uh, bjork you know you kind of listen to that and you think actually there's a, there's yeah. this, this bjork stuff going on in here you know
1: yeah uh you and and this is this is sort of parallel with and slightly ahead of what's happening uh, in you germany, know that, yeah. that in germany this kind of krautrock that 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 phrase and uh you know this is this is completely unlike anything that a Beatles fan or a rock fan will have been exposed to at this point.
0: And I kind of think, you know, if you're John Lennon and you've seen it all and you've lived it all, you know, to actually see, you know, your wife making that noise and doing that thing, you'd have to look and go, well, I haven't seen that before. Yeah. That's interesting. Yes. I'm enjoying this. Yes. You know, of course, you know, you think because, he's bored with being John Lennon in some yeah, ways. Yeah, and I mean, you
1: you, you you get little flashes at the end of uh, Cold Turkey where he's he's channeling that kind of screaming or that kind of vocalizing that Yoko Yoko does. Yeah. And um, if you go to the live album that comes with Sometime in New York City and you listen to the performance um, of Cold Turkey and Don't Worry, Kyoko, mm. from the UNICEF gig in 69, in it's unbelievable Mm. and she has the cream of of uh british rock musicians backing her up um and here she's got john Lennon. she's got half of the beatles uh backing her up on the next track she's got three of the
0: beatles so the next track is uh greenfield morning greenfield
1: morning i pushed an empty baby carriage all over the city and
0: Um, you and i are generally in consensus that this is just one of the greatest things ever
1: ever absolutely (laughs) this is this is just sensational Uh. i i I listen to this sometimes when i I go back to this album you know you, uh, you just you cannot listen you you're not in the mood to to kind of just be exposed to that kind of noise that's coming off those first two tracks. This is a this is a track I just go back to as a standalone track. This this is right up there with the best thing anybody has ever
0: recorded. <laughs> no, I. I, 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 <laughs> I, I have- Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Me, I think it's probably the track that when I got when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it now." And yeah. you know, it's a good place to to start. But you're saying like George is on this, sort yes, of, sort of.
1: This is a uh, there's, there's a very interesting uh, uh, interview out there with Yoko and Sean where they talk about this, and uh, Yoko's being sort of quite coy and she said oh well there was a tape and there was a the, uh, done by a very famous person we took that and she doesn't name george harrison until sean kind of prompts her to say you know it was it was george so this is a a, a tape of george playing a sitar mm. and uh uh you know around the improvise this is a track that is built up so you have the improvisation and then you have this tape uh, that that they work into the performance. And, you know, George supposedly gave his blessing to this, said, yes, that's absolutely fine. So technically, you've got George, John and Ringo playing on this track. Um, the other thing is that, again, Ringo's drumming on this.
0: Ringo's drumming on this, even if, uh, even if, you know, people listening here are allergic to Yoko's voice, just listen to Greenfield Morning, listen to Ringo's drumming and think... Tell me this guy isn 't just one of the great drummers of rock and roll yeah. of all time it 's just and you know he, he, we said in the other episode that Ringo says the track is what we 're playing for, and he 's so innate to go, "Oh, this is the track, this is what it needs here i go it's, yeah it 's fantastic
1: and I mean it's, the, the, the drums are sort of treated there 's a lot of echo on the drums and and but it's again just unbelievable um, hmm. uh, performance. Um so the all, all I think we said all but one of the, the the tracks for this album were recorded on that 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 single day in October. The the exception is AOS, which opens side two, and that was recorded back in February nineteen sixty-eight. Um with Ornette Coleman. Hmm. Now, I don't I don't pretend to be a, a, a sort of a jazz. <laughs> Aficionado. I'm not going to try and bluff my way through this. Neither but, am I. <laughs> uh, but um, he is a jazz sax player. Um, he and his group appeared at the Albert Hall, 29th of February, 1968. The, he invited Yoko to come and um, uh, perform, and this track was recorded during uh, the rehearsal. So he, he 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 does have a reputation as a sort of pioneer of that sort of free jazz style. So it fits absolutely uh
0: perfectly well it, what what you know because this is recorded on the 29th of February 68 it does predate John and Yoko and it gives you a sense that you know Yoko had you know what her form or what her existence was before John entered the frame you know that this isn't something she she's just decided to do no uh, because no. there she's she's you know married to someone who makes records that she has been doing this kind of stuff before and yeah
1: Yes, I mean her, her her background is as a visual artist, yeah. uh, as 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 a performance artist, but also uh, music. Yeah. Um, uh, and she's sort of doing this in New York in the early in the early sixties uh, as part of that Fluxus uh, movement. So she, yes, this is not something that she just sort of latched on John and thought, "Oh, I could have a musical career."
0: Well, uh, yeah, yeah, and and yeah, there are bits in AOS where you know she's. Screaming her, screaming her head off, and it is audacious. It is one of those moments where you do laugh, and yeah. it's it's just like, oh my god, this is just uh, you know, and it's you know, lying But
1: I, I, you know, but I, I, I don't think she would be in any way offended by you laughing or or kind of smiling at this. Yeah, um, you, you know, she. There is humor in the work, and um, you know, uh, what annoys me is where you see. Uh, you know, on YouTube, there's a recycled clip of her in an art gallery doing these kind of screaming performances. Yeah. And they, they kind of say, oh, this is, uh, you know, uh, Yoko's take on uh, Back for Good by Take That. Or this <laughs> is, you know, uh, and you that's think, well, funny, right? <laughs> that's kind of funny, but it's
0: kind of... Uh, it's a, it's it, a quick joke.
1: It's a quick joke. Yoko and as a, a
0: punchline is a bit
1: yeah, tired. Yeah, it is a bit It is a bit tired. Yeah. Um, the The final two tracks um touch me and paper shoes are sort of they they sort of merge together and there's sound effects being built in here and again you know Ringo gets a kind of spot in in this John is 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 kind of going nuts on on the guitar and the whole thing uh you know works fantastically well and this is this is the uh, probably the clearest picture to my mind of what they're doing in the studio this kind of live improvised feel comes across best in this, I think.
0: And John talks about John had talked about this in interviews that you know he's not an Eric Clapton type guitar player, but he no, he has kind of a, a feel, and that's how he plays by feel. Yeah. And you know, there, there are bits in, in those tracks touch me where he's you know playing quite jagged guitar and then he just kind of stops, and then it's yeah, it, 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 it's kind of a nice drop in the middle of it.
1: It's 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 it's. Yes, it's that feel. He's got a sense. This isn't sort of random noise making.
0: No, it's not, not know, metal there, machine music.
1: No, there is a structure to this. Yes. And and, and it, it's a structure that is developing in the moment, yeah. which is all the more impressive. Um, I saw Yoko live once, uh, twice, but I saw her live um, in the Astoria in London. All right. with With, with Sean... Uh, band it was around the time of the rising album yeah and there were quite a few instances of her doing this type of thing where sean was going nuts on the guitar and she was just screaming mm-hmm. and it is the most exhilarating thing yeah. um uh david quantic was there ah uh, i remember uh, having a chat online with david quantic about being at that show but uh it was sensational there is something incredibly exhilarating about watching that happen
0: Yes. Well, that's, yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. Like, imagine yeah. being in the room, you know, that this is how you're going to spend that time. And, and a lot of these recordings, they are about capturing a moment, you yeah. know, and they they, yeah. they they are snapshots of a space and time. Like, you know, they're improvised, but there is form. It's it's fascinating stuff, you know.
1: It is. I mean, I think, I think that's if you, uh, it, and it's so far away from, what John is known for, what hmm. Ringo is known for, what what Klaus Voorman is known, but they just lock in there, and uh, you know, the, the Beatles are not a jam band. No, you know, Ringo is not known for that, but just for this one kind of occasion, uh, there's a there's a kind of magic happening there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great stuff.
1: Um, You know, so it's it's not an album that. Uh, you know, it was very badly received at the time. I say it was treated very much as a kind of indulgence. Oh, this is John's wife, you you know, yeah. You know, I I think there was a review that talked about it as being a waste of wax.
0: Um,
1: But there there were one or
0: two people who took it seriously.
1: Lester Bangs wrote a very kind of you know, considered review yeah. of it at the time. And, um, it's one of those albums that, uh, it has been reappraised. So suddenly people are are saying, oh, this is, this is fantastic. This is a great, you, you know, influential and, 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 uh, you know, Rolling Stone 2016 say, this is an expressive, emotionally rich version of krautrock Rock being forged a few miles west, 41 minutes, uh, of jazz, garage, rock, improvisation, something that funked and frazzled. And you think well, it's important should not be understated. And you think, well,
0: where were,
1: you, where, where were all you guys back in, in, in the day? Um,
0: but that is the thing. I mean, you kind of, uh, you know, if you, particularly with a track like Greenfield Morning, if you walked into a shop and you didn't know what that was could you guess what year it was recorded in you know would you be able I, to put a finger on it probably I, not you know i
1: i don't think so i think that track in particular just kind of transcends the the period in which it was uh in which it was made and um
0: yeah it makes a lot more sense after time you know a bit I like wings so. wildlife
1: uh yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> Moving on. Um yeah, no, I I I I I think much like Wings of Wildlife, it's a timeless piece. It exists. It sits outside time and space.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think Mumbo has definitely got a Yoko Ono influence. You know, Paul well, rising over you know, it's it's there. Do you think, so what you're saying is Yoko
1: was a big influence on on wings. That's where that's exactly what I've been trying to get at, you know. <laughs> I, I the pieces are falling into another piece of the so it falls into place but um
0: i do like the idea though of having a pair of albums and the the, the paired the matching covers coming out on the same day uh, yeah. uh you know i think maybe people would have liked john and yoko albums to have always been pairs that they you know for double fantasy and sometime yeah. in new york city i think they probably would have liked a john and yoko albums se- separated but you know because we kind of got a sister album with imagine which was fly yes kind of the sister record. Yeah. Um, but it's very apparent when you look at the covers of John and Yoko's Plastic Ono Band's that they have the the complementary similar covers.
1: They're, yes, they're almost identical. In one photograph, John is leaning against the tree and Yoko kind of leaning against him, and then that that that's reversed. So you'd like to wonder how many people actually went in to buy the new John Lennon <laughs> album and and went home and, and uh, with the new Yoko Ono album. Yes, yeah. and thought it was um, great. And thought it was great so they they each have a, a a childhood photograph on the back and really unless you're looking very closely at the front cover that's that's the only way to tell them apart um it's been re-released over the years as like a Ryko disc uh, uh cd but the the version that you should all rush out and get is the uh, uh from a couple of years ago on the secretly canadian mm. label uh sean has been curating uh this this um, re-release program of of Yoko's earlier, early career works. Um, These are just Gorgeous yeah, uh, yeah. artifacts. I mean, they're beautifully done. Um, the attention to detail, the, the the sort of the inner sleeves are re- reproduced. There's posters. There's liner notes. Um, you can get them on. You know, I think some of them come on in different colored clear vinyl or white vinyl. The sound is incredible, and uh, I, I would recommend investing in one of those secretly Canadian uh, reissue packages it's it 's a fantastic album in its own right um, it's it It sits alongside the Lennon album, but I think it stands up on its on its own
0: I think it does and I think as a piece of you know here is this person 's experience in one thousand nine hundred and seventy and how the primal scream you know what how where it got them to. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a fascinating piece. And as you've said, you know, it's, it's cut from the same cloth with John Ringo and Klaus, you know, so it's all part of the, the, the same ecosystem. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, we talked in the, the John episode about the potential of a plastic Ono band box, but whether the, the plastic Ono band box should be a John and Yoko plastic Ono band box. I know there'd be a lot of people who'd have a problem with that, but I think that might be the way to go.
1: I think that would be a fantastic suggestion because it's a, the, the, these songs, these tracks seem to have organically grown out of that session on that one afternoon or evening. Mm. Um, so it makes perfect sense. I don't know if there are other... Um, uh, tracks or other improvisations or certainly the raw tracks for Greenfield Morning etc will be there yeah. Um, so yeah I think that would make uh, perfect sense to have a, a, a sort of a, 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 an all-encompassing uh, box set. I would buy that
0: I, uh, Well you'd buy anything but I would say uh, <laughs> it, it is kind of interesting or sad that you know when these albums come out in December it's kind of the end of the whole Plastic Ono band as a concept because it began as a concept where Yoko said, "Oh, it's an imaginary band, the Plastic Ono Band." Yeah. And John put these little, uh, you know, t- trinkets on perspex, top of the television, yeah. yeah, and said, "Oh, here they are." And they took a picture. And so, the first single, being "Give Peace a Chance," came out as a Plastic Ono Band single. That was the name of the act. Yeah, uh, as was Plastic Ono Band. And this picture of these plastic perspex tubes, the notion, and it's a very far-sighted and a clever notion that a band is a conceptual thing that, you know, John could say the Plastic Ono Band or whoever it needs to be at any yeah. given point in time. Yeah, It kind of falls away when these albums come out, which is a pity that he doesn't, that they don't keep releasing various albums as Plastic Ono Band.
1: You're, you're, no, that's absolutely right. I mean, this, this notion of you are the plastic owner band, mm. that was the, the, the ad. Um, but then Yoko, uh, her, her last two studio albums, she revived that um, uh, that name.
0: Yes, and it was a lovely um, thing to see. You're like, of course, because it's whatever we want it to be.
1: Yes, it's whatever we want it to be. And, you know, there were concerts uh, in America, which I would have loved to have been at, you know, where Clapton turns up. Wow. and 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 plays uh, don't worry kyoko um and uh, but she curated the meltdown oh yes the festival which which produced fantastic posters which just simply said yoko ono's meltdown <laughs> uh, i thought that, um you know does what it says on the tin that's exactly um, what you want and, and and a friend of mine and i we went along to see her at the royal festival hall uh with with sean and uh the the Plastic owner band and uh it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. She did mind train. She did mind train. Did she do mind train? Didn't she you did also train.
0: didn't she also appear in Belfast one day?
1: Oh she did. That's this is this is the worst day of my entire life. Uh in, <laughs> Sorry, in, should I have brought this up. In nineteen in nineteen ninety-eight she had an art exhibition as part of the um uh sort of Belfast festival and it was literally it was in the ormo gallery it is literally 50 yards maybe 60 yards from my office and uh she she came and uh i didn't know she was there oh. so i knew i knew the exhibition was coming and i was going to go uh to the exhibition but but i did i did go the next day and buy a but signed
0: didn't see the woman herself
1: i didn't see the woman herself
0: oh man i'm sorry
1: that is a that is that is you know this that's a real diner to end this episode uh,
0: <laughs> well let's not let's just tell people let's not let's just tell people to go to back. People you know, back you know
1: we're we're always encouraging people to go back and listen to the records if you're listening to John's plastic owner band or even if you're not this is the this is the album you need to listen to as well and uh as Jason always says, we're available in the usual places get in touch with jason on twitter uh I might let you join the facebook group uh but uh we collectively, I think, urge you to uh, go and listen to Yoko Plastic Ono Band. This has been Something Is Real. Uh, <laughs> Everything Yoko is real. What did we call it? <laughs> what do we call it? A Yoko Ono podcast. Yes. Uh, the first of many or the last of none. <laughs> um, uh, keep in touch uh, yeah. on Twitter and Facebook. Give us nice reviews, particularly for this episode. Yes. And, if um, you want more
0: Yoko, let us know.
1: Let us know, and we'll see you next time.
0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks for listening to Nothing Is Real. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, why not become a member? You'll get access to ad-free content, bonus episodes, and so much more. Follow the link in the show notes, sign up on ACAST Plus, or visit our website, nothingisrealpod.com.